Hello, everyone, and welcome Hello. to the Movement Theories podcast. This is episode seven. Episode Ooh. seven, how exciting. And today we're talking about gymnastics and its impact on dance, particularly me. I was a gymnast for 12 years, and so I'm going to be giving my testimony on my experience. And uh, for those of you out there who are in similar situations, I know for certain there's a couple of you uh, in terms of my friends uh, we'll see what your opinions are and how that differs. Maybe you could comment that below. And for any new listeners, if this is something that interests you, be sure to tell us so we know that we're going in the right direction with this channel. And for any new listeners, I'm Caitlin. This is Caitlin. And this is Josh. And I'm Josh. <laughs> Welcome to the Movement Theories podcast. So we're going to start with a bit of shameless promo. We're going to we talk are. about some shows yes. that we're doing. We're both in shows at the moment. And so we thought we'd talk about a little bit about the shows we're in, yes, where they are, how our experiences are going, mm. because we're both in rehearsals at the moment. So, yeah. yeah. We'll keep it brief. And if this isn't something you're interested in, just skip by 10 minutes or so. Yeah. Um, but That's for those of you who want to know, yeah. what Please shows stick are we around. in? Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? You go first. Yours okay. is more interesting. <laughs> That's not true. Well... No, it is. It's true. I've got, true. got to sell it. Yeah. Um, you might have noticed in the last podcast, I don't know if you can tell because my hair covers it, but I was wearing a hoodie that said Little Shop of Horrors on it. And I will be in a production of Little Shop of Horrors at the Exeter Barnfield in September, the 11th to the 16th mm. of September. Yes. And I will be playing Crystal, who is... I feel like I should question you. Yeah, go on, interview yeah. me. Well, we'll start with, you've already said this, but who are you playing? I'm playing Crystal. She is one of the Renettes, one of the Greek chorus. Mm. And she is our interpretation of it, because everyone's will be slightly different. Mm. Um, our Crystal, I am the youngest in the cast. And so my Crystal is very young and excitable and bubbly and she's like the little sister of the gang mm. and she also is pretty feisty she you know yeah. she's got a lot to say she's not scared mm -hmm. and i sing some very very high notes yeah. how have <laughs> rehearsals been going so far they've been amazing it was such it's such a lovely company to work with i'm working with x to little theater company and they are wonderful they are so accommodating and kind and mm. the two other ladies playing the greek chorus um are just so kind and friendly and I felt very welcome yes. and so it's it's been everyone in the cast is lovely yeah. even the, the you know the creative team are wonderful and so I feel very fortunate to be yeah. able to be a part of it what were your thoughts on the audition process it was honestly one of the nicest audition processes I've been through they were so um, I'm just I know I keep repeating myself but they're so they were so kind through the whole thing and everyone in that room I feel like a lot of audition process I've been through before like in Amdram production or anything kind of outside of our hometown often people are very kind of scary and they don't look at each other and it's all mm. a bit whispery whereas this as everyone was chatting and asking about each other and I was a bit nervous because I felt like a newbie I didn't know anyone yeah. and I in my head I thought oh everyone else knows each other but actually yeah. when I got in there were loads of others who hadn't done a show with them before, which was mm -hmm. really nice. That is nice. And even though I'm the youngest, I don't feel like I'm out of place. Like everyone yeah. was really kind. But I um, sang first. I sang for Audrey. And then I didn't get a recall for Audrey. But I was asked to come back and sing for the Greek chorus and for Crystal. And, and lo so, and behold. 
I never heard I got the part, but yeah. I, I did a round of singing for Crystal and I didn't really know her bit of the song. And I learned it in 10 minutes in the corridor and then um, went <laughs> into the room and sang it and thought, yeah. why not? I'm just going to give it a go. And I belted and I riffed all over the yeah. place. And here we are. So yeah. Little comment okay. just on something that you said about being the youngest. Mm. Well, we're 18. So what feels really strange in my mind is we're always... What I feel like whenever I'm doing things, I'm always being like, I can't wait. Soon I'm going to be the oldest and soon I'm going to be at the top. And yet I end up being the youngest again because you know, when I was the youngest, say when I was 12, 13, I was looking at the 18 year olds being like, the stuff I'm going to do with them. But now I'm not doing that stuff. I'm doing different stuff and I'm mm. finding myself to be quite young. I've actually really enjoyed being the youngest. Being the youngest. Yeah. <laughs> um, because everyone kind of has taken me under their wing and it's quite exciting to be... I've not... I've worked with other adult companies before, but nothing like this. And it's been really wonderful. And I've kind of, now I am 18, like we've gone for socials at a bar and stuff and mm. gotten to know people. And I've met people with lots more experience than I've got and learned lots about people. And ironically, it's such a small world. I think the theatre industry is a small world anyway, but even yes. with the local Amdram, like I knew this person from this person or we'd worked on shows together, but not met each other. And yeah. it was really, it was, it, yeah. yeah. It's I've got nice. two more questions for you. Okay. Um, and then anything else you want to add, yeah, then add. Uh, how much have you done so far of the show? So our last rehearsal on Monday, we ran the whole of Act One. Cool, nice. Which was the first time. So it was, wasn't perfect, mm. but it was a pretty good first attempt. And I was very proud of it. It's a very hard show for the three of us. And obviously for like, a lot yes. of the principals. But <laughs> yeah. for the three of us, we don't really leave the stage. Mm. And we sing, I think there's one, maybe two numbers in act one that I don't sing. Yeah. And uh, so I'm in about eight numbers in act one. And then when I'm not singing, I'm like sat on stage yes. doing stuff. So it's like very demanding with lots of movement, lots of like dancing. And so it is, it is a tough show. Yes. And I'm yeah. singing like stupidly high notes whilst doing very complicated choreography in three-part harmony like it's crazy crazy but it's the mm. best kind of challenge and I knew that yeah. it would really benefit me before going to university because yeah. it will be a challenge I did lie slightly now I have two more questions okay um uh the first being do you quite like the challenge of having so much to do compared to maybe previous shows that you've done where there might have been less definitely I think yeah. um but I was speaking like personally if you I've got a good challenge like give it to me especially in a show I feel like I'm very comfortable performing and so anything that like pushes me further yeah. is so exciting the prospect I've been so used to singing alto at, in a lot of my like previous work whereas in this one I'm singing top soprano which is something I haven't done since I was year eight and playing Cosette and this is not nothing like Cosette you could not get more opposite parts mm. and the singing being in a greek chorus where there's three of us who stick together the whole time is so lovely because you feel like you've always got two people to bounce off of mm, yeah and that's really really nice and so we're go it's a really challenging part so much like small complex movements lots of very intricate choreography as well as singing in three-part harmony but i've got two girls either side of me who are going through the exact same thing yeah, yeah. and so we have like gone, gone to rehearsals early to practice stuff or stay later or asked for rehearsals just for us because 
it's so hard and so we are like in it together and it, yeah. it's I can ask for two better people to I think with. my last question for you of course would be what's been your favorite moment of the show so far my favorite moment so far I think is can I have two I've got two Ooh, so far all right I'll give you two first is the prologue because yes. it's so iconic like the the prologue is epic it's the title song little shop of horrors and it's all singing all dancing like i'm gonna be in this glam outfit it's really like it was a tough tough way to like kick in the show and it's my probably at the moment my most demanding vocally and probably also physically at the moment it's like hardcore way to start the show but it is so cool and now it's kind of like all fitting into place like it feels so awesome and it's so nice. I'm the first person on stage. Yeah. And it's really, really cool. It's cool. And my other favourite moment is uh, Dentist because the the guy playing Dentist in our production is awesome. Like, yeah. he's so um, good at being terrifying, but also a bit suave at the same time, which suave. is like, that's the, the kind of character because he's inspired by like Elvis Presley. Mm-hmm. Nice. And he's okay. he- hilariously terrifying. It's so cool. And I like the song as well. The de- the harmonies in that are really fun. And so it's a really fun one to get to be a part of because it just, it's yeah. it's a cool, cool one, but it's a very weird show. Very mm-hmm. strange. Like the whole concept of like a human eating plant taking over <laughs> the world. And it's, it's the most bizarre show in the world, but it is so much fun and the yes. music is beautiful. So I'm very, very excited. Nice. So, you know, if you'd like to come watch... It's the 11th to the 16th of September at in Exeter. Exeter Barnfield Theatre. In Devon. In Devon. Yes. And you can get tickets at the Exeter Northcott website. And it's going to be pretty good, if I do say pretty so myself. Good. Anything else to add? Or is that it pretty summed think, up for you? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Lovely stuff. Are you ready to talk about yours? Yes, yeah, so I'll do a quick... Actually, do not just ask me what okay, it is. Okay, so... What's, what show are you in, Joshua? Yes. So I'm going to be in a new musical. And it's Ooh. the second new musical I've done. So it'll be interesting going into it, the second week of rehearsals for it, which is where it kind of gets hardcore with the previous show under my belt and so understanding the process a bit more. Um, and so it's The Boy Who Sailed the Ocean in an Armchair. It's with the National Youth Music Theatre Company uh, rehearsing in Seven Oaks and performing in Leicester, The Curve. Lovely. And so... Who are you playing in The Boy Said? I am after? playing Navir's father, which is basically ensemble. And I've got my fingers crossed. I'm gunning for Naked Man. <laughs> I know. I've heard about this. I I've don't I this. don't know. I've got my fingers crossed. <laughs> Thank you, Cameron. Don't, don't we all? Yeah, I don't know, though. I don't know. Nothing's been sent out. So I think it's yeah. probably a bit late. I'll get to rehearsals and I'll find out who it is and I'll have a little cry to myself. <laughs> um, but it's very exciting. And it's with a very, very cool company who this is my first time doing a full show with them i've done a concert before now i'm doing a show so you've started rehearsals with them what was the first week of rehearsals like yeah so the first week of rehearsals was was in the easter holidays and all three shows that they're doing this year were all together which was really nice so we were all kind of living together eating together whatever but rehearsing in the separate theaters at, at this school first week of rehearsals is going. I think from what I've heard, it's going to be very different to what I'm about to experience in a couple of weeks' time, because 
a lot of it was about kind of the icebreaker period. We spent a lot of time kind of connecting as a group and making sure that we all can work together well. We workshops tons. Uh, we workshop scenes. Uh, we workshop the songs and like movement and the acting. And uh, we just did. A, it was a very explorative. Experimental. Experimental is explorative a word? Yeah. It was, a, it was, a, it was a, we explored, we experimented, the period was, it was really fun, it was really nice, and so it's a bit more chill than what I think is about to happen, and what is about to happen is just going to be full on, it's going to be pretty intense, Yeah. but so I had a lot of fun with what it. What kind of thing are you expecting in the next, so you've got two more weeks rehearsals before the show? I've got one week rehearsal, I see. one week shows. Amazing. Yes, yeah, so the the next week, uh, well, the ne- in two weeks, the next kind of rehearsal week is going to be kind of early morning in the studio and then just going straight into scene work straight into setting straight into teaching or being taught choreography and being directed into the scenes we're going to be starting to block things and then polish things we don't have much blocked we've got like part of that one kind of like worked on a little bit Uh, for me thankfully there's not too much for me to learn beforehand I need to familiarize myself with the music however those with the principal parts of all of the big lines have obviously have to learn all that before they go but for the um the chorus from the ensemble in terms of the singing they said not to worry because it's going to be very difficult as it's never been done before so you can't just listen to a cast album Mm. so when we get there i'm going to have to learn all of the music in that one week and then we go up to leicester and we have a week of production which is amazing going to be awesome and so it's at the leicester curve the leicester curve wonderful And and when are your performance dates (laughs) <laughs> um, I'm going to pull those up on my phone right now because they're I, actually I think on... it's the 16th to the 19th of August I'll be very impressed if you get that right Thank you uh, It is the 14th to the 19th oh. But I don't know if we'll start straight on the Monday So maybe it's 15th slash 16th. I think It might be 16th I think someone I think your mum told me it was the 16th to the 19th It might be It might be Yeah. No, no, no Not trying to place any blame Oh, I think we get into the theatre the 14th. Yeah. And then it's... I think we get into the theatre on the 14th. And then from there, it's like teching, dress running. And then maybe 16th is where we hit the ground running. Nice. Um, And so what has been your favourite thing about working on this show? And then also kind of link to that, it being a new musical. So in terms of a new musical, I really like how my voice is heard in terms of the creation of it and so i know that this is going to be its world premiere it's never been done before um and i know that elements of me as a creative will be used because it's very collaborative in the approach and they like hearing what we have to say and so i'll know that you know the first time this was premiered to the world i had some influence in creating it so that's really exciting and then the other part of your question, what I really enjoyed, is I am, and this kind of goes against what I'd said a little bit earlier, but I am one of the older ones. There's a lot of people who are older than me. That was um, going to be my next question of like, where in the age range, you know, because yeah, I'm so, with an adult company, so I was yeah, going to ask, yeah. you know. So because this is still kind of comes under youth theatre, this show in particular has a bit of a younger cast, um, but that's just because of the type of like show it is. It's the story follows two kids and their journey with their dad 
Um, now, I'm their best friend, Navir's dad. So I'm one of the parents. And there's kind of a group of us. We're like the parents. And so what's really nice is just seeing how amazing and talented the, these young people. And it feels weird for me to call them young people because I always was in that category of young people. But they're like... You are still a young person. I am a young person, but I am an adult as well. Yes. And um, some of the other shows on the course, I would be considered slightly younger. Uh, this one in particular has a much younger cast than usual just because it follows... It's a children's book. Yeah. And so that's the reason why. Um, but some of them are, are like are just insane, really talented, really hardworking. There's one boy in particular he's a little bit older than some of them but still obviously much younger than me who i swear is maturer than some of the people my age there not all of them there's just a couple of people um they'll probably know who they are and think it's funny um but i swear this this is yeah and um they're really talented and you'd always think like with kids i feel like some your brain automatically goes into like a patronizing like you've got to like tell them how to do everything Mm. and and you know like this but these these guys are yeah, Pros. they're gonna be the even when I'm like trying to get like jobs and stuff, they're gonna like come in and just like snatch them all up yeah. because they are that good. So it's been really nice to work with them because they're a really talented bunch. That's good. Yeah, amazing. I think that's it for all the questions I have. Is there anything else you want to add? Um, I don't think so. No. If you're from up north, come watch. You know the the dates of the production? The Leicester Curve. The Leicester Curve. 16th to the 19th, we think. 16th to the 19th, we think. <laughs> but Google it. Yeah, not not completely sure. And I should know that. Yes. If you're not from up north, we don't want you there. <laughs> if you're not from up we're north, not, go watch Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you're not from yeah, up north, but go watch Caitlin. We'll, we'll split it. Yeah, yeah. We, we can split the country. I'll have the top half, you'll have the bottom yeah, half. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah. If if they'll have us. Yeah, if, they'll, if you'll want to come yeah. watch. So I think now we're going to talk about gymnastics. Yes, let's. And uh, this is going to be... Very much a Josh section. That's cool. Because I am the gymnast or ex-gymnast. Mm. So I want to start with... Um, oh, there's going to be a poll actually in our YouTube community page. So go answer them. I'm going to put one out for each of the videos we've done so far. And this one would be about kind of tricks that you can do and there should be an option. You can choose one. Um, I'm going to quickly go through the, the, the different styles because people go, oh, cool, so he's done stuff on like beams and, and bar. But there are three styles to gymnastics, which some people don't know. Uh, so the most commonly known is artistic. And so that will be it's multidisciplinary. It will involve bar, beam, vault rings, pommel, and then some of the floor work. And yeah, there's, there's different elements to it. Um, I may not have named them all. For those who don't know, what are, what I mean, I know what bar and beam are. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. So um, if we go, well, we'll, we'll, um, we'll go through like the beam, obviously. It's a long beam. And uh, you kind of do things back and forth and then off. Uh, you've got ba- parallel bars. Um, uh, the vault you run at and like you can do tricks over and things like over. Big tables. Yeah. A big table. Yeah, sure. I like that. Rings, hanging rings, crazy strength. People who can hold their bodies out like this. I just go, wow. Um, and then you kind of do routines on the rings. Uh, the pommel horse is like... A small table. <laughs> a small rectangular table. And they have, yeah, they have the two handles. In terms of like, there are different levels. So one of them can just look like a mushroom. Mm. And when I used to do artistic gymnastics, I remember I'd be on the mushroom and then I'd, my feet were in this bucket that was connected to this th- to two ropes hanging up. And so because obviously I'd, I'd 
didn't and still don't have the strength to use it i'd have be lifted up my feet up and then i'd be kind of doing the pommel all around um but the advanced version would be a long rectangle you've got the two things that you're holding on and maybe we'll get an artistic gymnast on in the future you might say that for maybe a bit of context that artistic gymnastics is what you'd see at the olympics yeah so the yeah. different ones that we're going to talk about like acrobatic isn't an Olympic gymnastics sport. So if you watch the Olympics, you know that. And then floor, you just do a floor routine, tumble, tricks, back and forth. Bit more and dancing. it's you on your own. Okay, so there's, there's no kind of partner work. Um, and then arithmetic is using silks, balls, hoops, different elements, doing gymnastics, basically, and kind of combining those together. And then the one that I know about, because I've done it the longest, is acrobatic, which isn't in the Olympics. You can compete, though, internationally and nationally. I got to the national level. I was invited twice to the international level, and both times I couldn't make it. Um, I'll quickly say why. First time, broke my foot twice. Second time, partner dropped out two weeks before I was going to leave. Flight, hotel, booked. I got ghosted. Uh, so that was sad. Um, but in, and No. no. <laughs> um, but no, I've done that one for the longest, acrobatic. And... Um, I I think I peaked at 14 and then just went downhill from there. Um, not downhill, uh, but I've kept up a lot of my ability now as a dancer. And that's what we're going to be talking about. We're talking about how the impact of gymnastics has helped me and not helped me ooh, as, as a dancer. Um, but in acrobatic, it's partner work. So it's just a floor element and you do two routines at like slightly the higher level. You, you get two routines and um, one is... Oh, there are terms for them which aren't in my head. Uh, but one is basically what all of the, the moves you do together, so the contact work, all the lifts and stuff, uh, are basically stationary, so like the lifts that you hold. And one's dynamic, so lifts that kind of, where it's more like throws and jumps off each other and have a bit more movement. So you've got stationary, dynamic, uh, that's not the official words. Dynamic might be, not stationary. Um, and then you, it's quite dancey to an extent so you kind of like move around the floor in terms of the movement aspect you do your tumbles and so those will usually be like in a diagonal to give you as much space as possible and so that can be a round off which is a cartwheel feet together in the air and then land foot first back handspring maybe into a back flip or a straight back which i need to learn how to do or a little corkscrew if you fancy also want to learn how to do uh, and then yeah you move across um, in terms of the creation of this the choreography comes from your coach and they usually like map out a floor pattern that they want you to follow and then they'll note down like in each part of the floor where they want you to do your five tricks that you do for that routine and so then you'll kind of you know where your tricks are and then they kind of choreograph some sort of movement um, in terms of the partnerships, I was a mixed pair, so it was definitely a little bit more dancey because they were kind of like, boy and a girl, dance, and it was like, okay. Um, I wasn't actually a dancer at the time. And so, yeah, mixed pairs is usually an older boy, slightly younger girl, makes the lifts more impressive and easier. Uh, but there's also men's pairs, uh, women's trio, and men's four. And so those are the different options. Oh, women's pair as well. So those are the options you can have. Um, so in terms of the groups, it's women's trio and men's four and no other. It, it, I don't know why. It's just like that for some reason. Um, and so, yeah, I've always been a mixed pair and um, did a lot of competing. And uh, and yeah, and so I've gone through several leotards in my time. <laughs> and uh, my poor mother, to save on costs, we'd um, 
we'd order the the base leotard and then she'd go through and diamantate every single little diamond and there are hundreds and hundreds and so just because it's so expensive just to pay for someone to do it she just bought a little kit and would just sit down whilst i was at my 11 hours a week sometimes rehearsals um rehearsals oh, i'm such a theater such kid, a theater kid um yeah. sessions that's very and, kind um, of her and she kind of diamante my leotards uh let me kind of move on though uh so i want to talk about the acro and its effects on my ballet and contemporary training so in year seven I joined the Royal Ballet Junior Associates a year late for those of you who were going to comment, but that's year six. Uh, so uh, local um, ballet teacher, uh, well, not she's a local Royal Ballet Junior Associate teacher. Um, I was put in contact with through dancing as a contemporary dancer in the CAT scheme uh, the same year. And so I kind of snuck in kind of. And so being a gymnast, gymnasts are strong firstly which is a fact but that strength also means they have a bit of a limited mobility and so I was with ballet dancers who'd been doing it for a while and um, and so in terms of my dance I had no flow I was very stiff flexibility was all right so I had that going for me so that was a pro of doing gymnastics was I was quite flexible and I was strong in terms of my movement though I couldn't really move, but I wanted to learn how to dance because I, I liked to, I liked to. Uh, and so I did that for a year. And then because I did that, my gym coaches made my routines more balletic, um, which really weren't, really weren't that good. Uh, the choreography was amazing. I, I couldn't, I just struggled with that. Um, but actually I've seen, a, I've seen an improvement and we're going to talk about that improvement. Contemporary training the gymnastic tricks is kind of what were in my favour. So I could do some really impressive things. I could do lots of uh, flips and kick-ups and holds and different handstand variations. And I'd do loads of really cool things. And I was good at being lifted by the 18-year-olds. And uh, so this was back when I, year seven, when I kind of first started. They would throw me around and stuff. However, I found recently one of my first dance videos with the cat scheme and i am trying my hardest i am dancing my little socks off and i'm getting lifted around but I, I don't quite have it it just looks odd and i think it's because i have just no technique and so it's like it's nice like it's sweet and i'm trying really hard but you wouldn't want to watch that as as a dance and it just felt a little bit awkward and 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 stiff um so anyway, that's some of my history the royal ballet and the cat scheme um, I think if if we if you've mentioned it, I think you sh if you can you can find that video and post it. No, I've not seen it. I want to see let's it. Let's say if this, oh. if this podcast gets, please be like a lot. Let's say like fifty likes. Oh wow! Okay, that's damn. Wow. Uh, that's for us. That's quite a lot. Yeah. 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 No, let's make it more reasonable. No, 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 no. I'm happy fifty. I'm happy fifty YouTube likes. Brilliant. <laughs> 50 YouTube likes and we get to see Josh's little dance routine. Yeah, we'd, we'd put it on the Instagram. Um, I want to see it. For a, on the story, maybe. Um, so yeah, that was my kind of history in starting dance. I just like auditioned out of the blue for the cat scheme because I was like, why not? It got recommended to me. Uh, so yeah, my first couple years of the cat scheme as my local one in Exeter, I, I did struggle a little bit. I was the youngest by far, but I got taught by the older ones a lot. And so very quickly I started to pick things up. But again, it just looks awkward. It didn't it didn't feel right. But I had some benefits 
which I could do some impressive skills. Uh, which I think where it comes to, I've noted down here about skills over technique, is I could pass as a dancer, but actually, if you put me into like an improv situation, well, it was like I was doing hip-hop gymnastic fusion. No, I'm not a hip-hop dancer. I, I'd love to be trained as one, but I'm not. Um, but it wasn't like contemporary. It was like an all kind of like a kind of flip around, and, and that's kind of about it. Um and so I think GCSEs and A-levels is when things started to pick up a bit in my favour. And that's because I had started to move away from the gymnastic training and more to the dance. I think as I started doing it more, I did see some improvement. Now I have a GCSE story. It's the dance belt story. And so I had private ballet lessons uh, in the morning before period one started. And so I'd, I'd come into the studio in my dance belt, my tights, my uh, tight-fitting T-shirts, with a local ballet teacher and um we'd and this is funded by the cat scheme because thankfully the, the arts council funding was was there and i'd have my ballet lesson and one of those days i in my change of clothes i forgot my underwear and i had pe that day so i had my pe kit but i didn't have a change of dance belt to boxes and so my mind was like oh my gosh I'm going to have to go into the pee room and I'm going to have to change and I'm wearing a man thong. And I was <laughs> petrified. Bearing in mind, uh, Top Set uh, Boys PE if is If you rowdy. could see Cameraman Joe's face right now, it was <laughs> full of fear. It, it's, it, no, it's the face of, of why didn't I find out about this at the time? <laughs> no, it, it was years, years ago now. But um, yeah, I was like... I was like, I can't do PE. I, I I just can't. So I called my dad, and so miraculously he was free. And so before tutor started, no, after tutor started, um, after tutor, after tutor, I went to the reception and picked up a like a parcel, not an envelope, like a padded parcel. And uh, took it into the toilets with me. And inside were a pair of boxes for me to change into. And so by PE, that's I was so fine. Sweet. Um, yeah. I, I, there's been loads of little things like that. But that stuck with me. Because of just like... I can just always remember the emotion of just terror. Because like... Imagine changing in a boy's PE thing. And you're, you'd just be like... I just wouldn't never, PE. never live it down. I, yeah. I know, if, but, if I was wearing a dance belt... But I I was a bit of a goody two shoes. Like I didn't like missing. I yeah, didn't just I miss lessons. I never sat on a pee lesson. And I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, especially because, well, apart from football, like in the set I was in, they were all footballers. That's why they were there. All were, like rugby players or things like that. I was there because I did. Shout out our celebrity Oh yeah, we one of them <laughs> has actually signed professionally, uh, which is crazy, and um, yeah. <laughs> And, but I was there as a gymnast, so I had n no talent in any of these sports apart from the unit of gymnastics that we did. So I uh, found it tough, but I liked the challenge. Um, so that was my dance belt story. But GCSE and A-levels, um, I, I did start to see an improvement with the gymnastics. And it got to the point where in one of our choreographies, as one of our set studies that had been choreographed for us, I just hadn't done any tricks and I hadn't thought about it. It was like, it just gone out of my mind. And so it got to the point where our teacher said, Josh, are you going to like put something groovy in there? And I was like, well, well I guess I could. Cause we had a section that we could choreograph ourselves in this. So I ended up throwing just a handspring in 
and um, it was just like I hadn't thought that maybe it would actually benefit my dancing I drilled into my brain from looking back at old videos you know um, it just looks awful when I'd kind of just like throw in flips and uh, no one cares or they think I'm showing off and so then I just stopped and to the point where I just forgot that I could do that that it was an option and so it was it was a really weird moment being told to add one in um and I don't know I feel like when GCSEs a lot of the time as as an ex-gymnast trying to be a dancer there was a lot of like the stigma around like well if you do anything extra or if you do anything that other people aren't doing then that's showing off and that's kind of I don't know trying to be cool or whatever when when really it was not it was just me doing what I, I could do so I stopped um so yeah in a levels very much the same thing now I've started to think about it more but I've come into a good headspace only took me five years of of knowing that I can but choosing the right moments too mm. um and I think that's a very important thing is finding that that good balance uh so yeah since I've I've stopped gym i definitely improved and I think if I kept on doing them side by side I would have really struggled um but I still keep a lot of my gymnastic element and I can still do I can do handstands better now than I could when I was doing gymnastics full time which is really strange I can never hold them for very long I can walk on my hands fine because the weight kind of goes back and forth but I could never just hold it still but recently it's yeah it's gotten quite good did a very long one the other day yeah I was baffled yeah it was crazy um and so yes the last thing i've got down here is nydc stories that's the national youth dance company and just relating to what we just said is one of the national youth dancers from the uh never seen the the show we watched did like the longest handstand in the yeah, middle of the performance insane. and like just held it just in the middle of the stage and everyone was dancing around him and i was like i never thought that that would be like acceptable in a dance piece and then like 30 seconds in, 40 seconds in, someone came like and chopped his legs and he fell down and continued dancing. It was amazing. But it was really like powerful, just like a still figure center stage. I, I was like, maybe I could start using that uh, idea. Um, but a quick NYDC story on my part. This has been like a full circle thing for me. So you were part of NYDC? I did the NYDC summer program, their summer intensive. It was a residential and uh, they have some arts council funding <laughs> so if you are a dancer and want to get involved for some free workshops uh they've finished them for now but next year have a look and they do them all over the country and um get involved and if you get a recall just experience don't worry about it as like oh do i get it or not because i didn't um from my uh intensive with them i got offered a recall to the main company so i went straight to the recall i didn't get through but the recall itself was a really really good experience and um, the thing they tell you is that everyone they invite could join the company it just depends on the vision of that guest artistic director that year on who gets who gets chosen so yes i got rejected by them and for the last two years i have been very very upset because i always thought man all my friends from the summer intensive got through and 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 i haven't and i think my big problem back then was i was still in my phase of relying on acrobatics and gymnastics to to dance and so i'd, I'd like use it in, in everything and so we got to an, an the improv section at the end of the recall and they just wanted us to 
to dance in the centre with everyone around in like a horseshoe and they'd put on random bits of music and I got a piece of music that was like made me kind of go oh goodness and I kind of froze up and so I didn't actually do any acro um I well uh, maybe a little bit um but I did this really awkward dance in the middle and I've I've hated myself ever since um but I would always rely on it when I could I'd always do tricks and uh, I think it kind of ruined some of the vibe so uh, yeah in terms of my my mentality I've now moved away from using skills to impress and uh, recently we went up and we did the you dance national finals uh, together which was really fun we did yes and um caitlin actually got a recall for the national youth dance company uh <laughs> yes. when we were there with uh the rest of our um our group but then i separately to this so this was in an email afterwards but i got scouted and i didn't do a single trick in the workshop that we did with them i didn't do a single backflip <laughs> handspring or anything i think the the craziest thing that I did was at the end I did a where like you you're like you're knelt down and like you put your hand backwards and you like do like a monkey monkey flip mon- monkey flip over your, like your hand um, and that was it that was like the, the and so for me it was like this weird full circle moment of being scouted by the National Youth Dance Company which I can't do because I'm going into full time training and not having to rely on acrobatics and I think because in my mind it was like I can only be a good dancer if I'm doing gymnastics and to then that to happen without having to use it because I know in the summer intensive I was doing a lot of gymnastics and uh, I'm sure people got a bit frustrated and so that was that was really nice and so it's got to a point where I'm talking about this episode about the impact of gymnastics on dance and um, I think once you get to a place where you don't need to rely on it you'll really flourish Mm. and that's quite a hard place for me certainly to get to. Um, but then being able to use it when appropriate can really uh, improve the quality of your dancing when like it's the right moments for it. And choreographers can tell you that or your peers can tell you that. Um, not just kind of doing a backflip for the sake of it, which I used to do. And I look back and I, I cringe hard because it's like, no one cares. But that's your journey. You've grown and it's nice that you get to see that growth. and like Yes, yes. That in, if you look at it in that way. And it has given me a really nice confidence boost going to, to drama school because I'm going to do a course in professional dance musical theatre. I haven't been in musical theatre for very long. and But everyone there is incredible. Like they all look, I've been stalking so many Instagram accounts and they all look are just amazing as performers mm. and uh, so this has given me that boost to be like i'm i'm there with them i'm you know i'm, I'm going to bird college um next year yeah nice yeah i was just thinking maybe instead of what we previously had planned maybe just you know on them talk about our you dance experience because now we've yeah been, that might true. be quite fun it's and quite fresh in our brain different... that's true yeah yes cool so a little bit of context then yes so in terms we... of how crazy we are Yes. Do you want me to... I don't well, know if we were on the same wavelength here, but I... No, I was going to go f- with, like, how we got into you dance, but you uh, go with... I'll do... We'll do that. Obviously, this isn't going to be in the right order. Yes. But in terms of how crazy we are, we got back from Uganda, seven-hour drive to the airport in Uganda, and then from the airport back to England was a 12-hour flight. Yeah. Less than two days later, nine and a half hours up to Newcastle for the weekend yeah. to do to do you dance mm. in terms of how we got into you dance caitlin is going to tell us about that now yes. so we did the regional level at uh, a theater in exeter against nine or ten other local 
dance performance groups, most of them being contemporary groups. Yeah, one of them was the Cat Scheme that I was part of. Yes. As well. And so we performed there with our piece called Liberty, and we are part of Chai Youth Dance Company, which if you can, I would definitely go and check out on Instagram, Chai Youth Dance Company or Chai Collective, spelled C-H-H-A-Y-A. And it is led by the incredible Most K-Crew. energy-filled. She is wonderful. Power machine. We would love her to be the new MYDC That would be awesome. Director. Yeah, and her style, do you want to quickly mention her, her fusion? Style, yeah, is, um, she's done a lot of training in India, and so she's got a lot of fusion style. It's very high energy, very intense movement yeah. with lots of like flow. It's beautiful, so beautiful. And we're very lucky to get to perform If you ever watch one of her dancers... So one of the the boys, it's very recognisable as yeah. Kay. One of one of the the guys who was on this trip with us on mm. U Dance, who uh, goes to her classes like every week, is like trained with her a lot, and you see how they dance. It's just like power and energy and jumping around, and it's just giving a hundred and twenty percent all the time. And we've I felt so fortunate to go that weekend and dance with these incredible dancers, like as someone that. You know, Josh's only done musical theatre two years, but I've only done contemporary dance two years. And so it's like, I felt so fortunate to get to work with the, the people within our company. But um, we, a few weeks later, after we did our production, our first round, we got an email to say that we were invited to the national level and that we'd won the regional round, yeah. which is insane and i've said this on a previous podcast i hadn't realized until the day that we were competing i thought it was a showcase because we'd been touring with the company yes and so i just hadn't like clicked and so we won and then we uh found out that we're going to go to you dance which this year was in newcastle so we did long traveling and we we actually were the only ones from the southwest i believe when we traveled the furthest traveled the furthest from exeter and it was well worth it. We had yeah. an amazing weekend. And so we performed our piece Liberty, which was choreographed by Kay Crook. And it kind of follows the story a little bit of people who are trapped in by a dictator. Mm. We had we used lighting to kind of imitate a dictator and it had voices of Charlie Chaplin speaking. And we kind of saw the party and the happiness and the joy that they lived. And then also see really scary moments where they're kind of being controlled. And it was an eight minute long piece and we didn't leave the stage. <laughs> but it, it Kay's pieces are really beautiful because they have so many different things going on and little sections. And um, it when you're performing, it does not feel like eight minutes. Like eight minutes is quite long. But it does not, it feels like it goes so fast and they're always so joyous, even though they can be about quite tough subjects. And so we um, took that and performed it on the Saturday. So we went up on the Friday, arrived, and then we watched the community group, kind of as the opening ceremony. You had um, local groups from around their area, which was amazing to get to watch. Mm really nice way to open and the, the Saturday we got up bright and early yeah and we had a careers talk which was really wonderful yeah we did really a lot of networking we yeah, talked we did. to so many people you know, quite funnily we were so we stayed in university halls whilst we were there and Josh and I got in the lift and started speaking to a lady called Kate Flat yes who staged the original production of Les Mis and just casually was a movement 
uh, movement director and has written a book about it and knows all about the courses all about what Josh wanted to do when you say the original stage director of of, she she was before part um, in London with the the Revolve she like did some of the original staging yeah, in London. So yeah, because I was talking about like the the camera mac and um, the um, Stephen Sondheim Theatre and yes. stuff, and she was like, no, well before that, and I was like, she's, well, Sondheim, she's a, the Sondheim Theatre is relatively. Oh, it was very new, but him as a yeah a person. The Queen's Theatre. Yeah, they were just in the lift with us. Yeah, they were just in the lift with us. Because they were just they casually. were at U Dance, and so it was really we met some amazing. What, people. what were we talking about that led to that conversation? We're talking about like things that we were interested in, and then yeah. I was saying like I want to do a movement direction course, and you were saying you're at Central doing. Drama and education next year. That, and she was like, oh, I've written a book that they look at on that. And yeah. uh, I know all about the courses. And um, She was really wonderful. Yeah, she yeah. was crazy. Crazy person to talk to. Yeah, she was we amazing. Then, on then, the careers so talk. So the careers talk, we got chatting as well. Yeah, two separate people. I talked to an ex-Bird College student. Yes. Who is now with the Elliott Smith Dance Company as a mo- as a rehearsal, rehearsal director. director. Um, Yamit Salazar. A little shout out if any of you know them. They were awesome. They were really cool. Really interesting and very down to earth. Like it was wonderful. Yes, they were very real in terms of getting jobs and, you know, how to survive and how they survive in the industry and um, how like seasonal work and what they have to do like otherwise. And, and yeah, it was, it was, they, they downplayed themselves a lot. Yes. Because then when we like found them online, it was like, what do you mean? Like, so like the, I perform less and I'm more of a rehearsal director and then seem to be performing all the time, which was so cool. Yeah. Um, and I spoke to... But they want to perform more than they are currently. Yes. It was where I asked what their ambition was for the future and that was the answer. Yeah. They want to perform more. I spoke to a lovely lady whose name I can't remember, which is really bad, but she had done a lot of dance education and taught in primary schools. And so... That was really interesting to me, considering I'm doing a drama and education course at university, yeah. and she was really wonderful, and we learned a lot. But we also, on the panel, there was a doctor of dance from Dance City. There was a... What was interesting was the lady who spoke about fundraising and working yes. in fundraising in dance, which was lovely. So the one you were just talking about, yeah. uh, that you were you were talking to, are currently working with Ballet Laurent. Yes. Oh, yes. I forgot you took notes. I did take notes. Yeah. And in terms of the fundraising, which I think both of us were quite interested. Yeah, in, that's fascinating. Because it's very real. It's something you, you're going to have to do. Mm. Um, it was just basically talking about working with partners, having a vision for something, uh, and then kind of working out what you're going to do and, and how you're going to do it to to get there. Yeah. Trying to do things differently. Mm. Uh, not falling into old habits of kind of like it's good. I think take influence on what's worked in the past, but also having to think of originality. What, what can I try? Mm. Uh, that's it was new. really interesting, and it was a very wide panel, wasn't it? Yes. Of all sorts of um, things. But the stuff uh, Yamit does is a lot of rural touring as well, um, which I love. As some yeah. as people that come from the southwest, we don't get. Much. People don't tour here. No one comes to visit us mm. in Devon. Like. I think the biggest companies that we have in terms of, for dance, Chaya, yeah, and like maybe the Cat Scheme and Exeter, and then for more like drama and acting and performing arts would be Lenave Betts. Yeah, who I'd I love, love to Lenave have on the podcast. <laughs> I love them. Maybe in we the maybe future, have to send an email. Might reach out. Yeah, because that would be sick. Yeah, before uni, imagine if I maybe maybe. We'll have to have a go. Caitlin would want to be the I'd have to be here. hostess I'd for that episode. I'd have to be episode. here. Yeah. But they're awesome. Very they're really cool. cool. And it's really nice people whose like, 
vision is to help and tour in rural places to yes. give access because we we just don't get like the closest place to go and see like the big shows is bristol or plymouth we don't we don't get you know that maybe six came to the Torquay theater princess theater but that's about it like no yeah. one really comes people don't again really come maybe the northcott like yasmin vardaman comes to northcott but the northcott's beautiful and yeah. it's very well renowned and it makes sense in the sense of there's less money where there's less of an audience and in rural places there are just less people however it would be nice it would be very for there to be so more. if anyone is watching this and yeah. gets to decide where people tour send some more down this way yeah. do you have anything else to say about you dance favorite moment maybe well i want to talk about the workshops well of course we did some awesome workshops so yes, formed in the evening and that was amazing because we met some lovely lovely groups who were really talented and it was amazing to get to watch and then we saw some really wonderful performances and they were so supportive of us and everyone was cheering and whooping and yeah. it was great and then the next day we did some Kaylee dancing yes. in the morning yeah it was which really is kind of like folk dancing which was really fun and I, it's always what I've dreamed of. I love the idea of like social dancing and yeah. people all doing it together. And it was really nice because everyone just started laughing and it kind of automatically put that bond between all these dancers from all over the country. Yeah. Because it was and all then, of the groups of the people that we'd, yes, we'd performed the with the previously. day before. Yeah. And so then next we went and did a clogging workshop, which everyone kind of goes, <laughs> <laughs> lol, clogging. But oh my God, it was so cool. It was. It was so cool. I fell on my bum. They're kind of slippy. Immediately. Yeah. One of the very first things, we did some corner work. And we just did some basic, like, jump, hop steps from the corner. And I just landed and it just came, it just went like this. You stood up and went, I told you so. Yeah. Because beforehand I said, I'm slipping over in these. Lo and behold, I did. But the yeah. first thing we did, we like, they, they talked to us and, and showed us what they could do, which was awesome. But there's actually only three or four professional cloggers in... That area? In, no, in the UK. Really? Like, I thought ever. that would be more. No, no, no. That's it. So they... Man. That was it. And so they came and performed with us. So we got to learn a style that's like not very well known. Um, and they talked about how it's it was a northern northeastern of the UK kind of style of dance and of the miners who worked there and, and had to wear these big wooden-soled shoes. And so... It was lovely to get to learn about something that maybe we didn't get, wouldn't have had to otherwise. And so we got to do a lot of kind of rhythmic work and it was a bit of body percussion and it was really, really fascinating. Mm. For the members of the audience who don't know, it is, is clogging dancing in clogs? Yes. Yes. So they're like tap shoes, aren't they? They're just yes. these, um, a, a quick little... You must have had so many blisters. We were fine. We're, no, they were, we were fine, but we hadn't done it for long enough, I don't think, to, yeah. to get blisters. I've just done a little Google search. Um, famous clock dancers include Charlie Chaplin, Ooh. apparently, Jack Wilson, Joe Keppel of Wilson, Keppel and Betty. I think maybe it's for the, the North East, because I'm seeing quite a few names come up in terms of professional clock dancers. Um, but there weren't many, like as a... Yes. As yes. a, a very small number, but... Small Yes, that was just what sport. they'd said, so I don't know. Yeah. But it was really cool. And then we did some contemporary workshops. We did one with Elliot Smith Dance, which was great. It was really cool. A lot more yeah. kind of classical contemporary, which was a mm. nice thing to do. It was try. really nice because I haven't done a class like that in a while. Mm. Uh, all of the contemporary classes I've done have been very kind of... Abstract. Abstract and modern, whereas this had some of the ballet element in mm. it. 
and it was nice to do a classical one. We did our, we did our corner work, we did our phrases that were taught, and um, yeah, it was it was I was a big fan. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Was it was nice to do it like that. And then the final one was the MIDC workshop, which yes. was obviously amazing. Yeah, well, I went into petrified I know you because did. obviously being rejected from NYDC a couple of years ago, I hadn't auditioned since. Um, I was like, ah, am I going to get all these flashbacks? But it kind of worked out for the best. Mm. Uh, and I came out of that in a place I was never expecting to be in. Yeah. Which was just utter joy. Um, yeah, it was it was really nice. And how did you find it? I really enjoyed it. I was scared because I've only done it for two years. And so I was like, oh, this is at NYDC. Like, this is... Mm. big deals and you know clogging everyone was in the same boat but, yes you know with these contemporary workshops i was obviously not as experienced as maybe everyone else was but i felt i really enjoyed it i thought i found it more difficult than maybe some of the others but as in like a lot of the kind of creative tasks because i don't have as much experience dancing mm. i don't have as much like my brain doesn't just go all oh, this yes like i'm a bit well more in, in terms of it. some of the people who are who came with us from from chaya You've got two of them are at London Contemporary Dance School. Exactly. One of them is at Trinity Laban. Yeah. Um, like the standard is ridiculously high. Yeah. Like being part of Chaya wonderful. is intimidating. Yeah, it is. Oh gosh, know. yeah, definitely. Yeah, you've got cat dancers. Yeah. Quite a few, four of them are cat yeah. dancers. And so well. I, I'm definitely like a bit intimidated, a bit nervous. Yeah. because They're all lovely, but just the prospect of like dancing with them is like, I'm a big newbie and I don't, you know, it's very... It's it, like how I feel... When I was doing centre stage in some musical theatre stuff, yeah. I was like, ah. yeah, yeah. And so it was, it was definitely nerve wracking, but I did really enjoy it, and I like the improv. And we did lots of ciphers, like lots of improv circles over. Those I've like never weeks. heard it called a cipher. I've before. never heard it called a cipher. I just uh, called it as a dance circle. Wait, wait, when talking about a dance circle, is that when everyone stands in a circle? And you go in one by one or in twos and have a little dance. Yeah. The only off. time I've ever heard that uh, referred to as a cipher is a rap cipher. Really? No, like it's, a battle rap cipher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, they call, call this a dance cipher, which kind of like sounds cool. It was, but it's like what we did at, at Caitlin's birthday, where we had that little circle on the dance floor. And then, and then everyone we all went goes in, in and you ripped your trousers. Was that I think that would be a, well, that was a cipher. Exposed. Oh. <laughs> Jay ripped his trousers. Cameraman Jay. Quite funny. Um, but just on the note of what you were saying about yes. dance and feeling out of place, that this leads on to our next episode. Yes. Which is about Ooh, grades equaling so achievement because we've when that goes out, results day. It'll be results day, which same period. <gasps> yes. We're scary. both getting results. Um, but what's going to be interesting in terms of you being a new dancer. Mm. is that you've got less dance experience and I've got loads of dance experience. Mm. But because of the way it's graded, we're most likely going to come out with the same grade mm. because your theory is really strong, like Thank ridiculously you. strong. <laughs> Mine is ridiculously poor. It's not ridiculously um, poor. That's no. an exaggeration. But you're, like, I think it's fair to say in terms of what we've been getting grade-wise, mm. uh, what I'm coming out probably as a theory is probably where you'll be for practical. Uh, which is like probably a high B. Yeah, my practice is not ridiculous. No, 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 no. I'm sorry, that, that was me being exaggerating. And a B is a really good grade. Yeah, um, it's a really good grade. I know it is. And then you're. Are you saying that, that a B is ridiculous? No, I was. I was. Cancelled. It's an exaggeration. It's an exaggeration. But like, we're probably going to come up to the same grade just because yes. of the way it's marked. Yes. And so we're going to talk about this 
in a lot more detail next yes, episode. Course. Yeah, we don't want to give it all uh, away This now. will be about grades equaling achievement, and we've got kind of a lot of things to cover so under that. Everyone, um, have your fingers crossed yeah. for our A level grade. But it's an interesting thing that that we can have the same grade with such different skills, such different experience levels. Yeah, uh, and it's, you're very smart. I thank think you. is kind of what it comes down to. Thank you, thank you. Um, I, you're I very talented. No. No. Do you know oh, why? Content, Caitlin. Do you know content. why I'm saying no? Because Josh isn't here on results day, so I have to give you your results. It's true. And I am Caitlin's not, gonna know I'm my not waiting until Josh me. gets back because I need to know if I got into university. You're getting into university. I need to... Kayla needs more confidence. She is 100% getting the UCAS points she needs. Can we get some, some nice, loving comments uh, for Caitlin? Uh, yeah. Guys, this that's is such uh, a turnaround from last week. I, I, I think, really appreciate it. I think that's what we do. I think we support Caitlin. Thanks. Because yeah, she's, she's going to the Royal Central School of Speech and Drama. Yes. It's happening. So I think we're going to stop it there for that episode. Amazing. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you. We've been the Movement Theories podcast. And Caitlin and Josh. Caitlin and Josh. <laughs> we'll see you and Joe the cameraman. And Joe the cameraman. We can't forget Joe the cameraman. So remember to give us a follow on the socials, on the TikTok and the Instagram. Yes. Reply to the community polls mm. and like and subscribe and let us know what you think because any feedback is yeah. much appreciated. Now, if you've been following this journey, we really appreciate it's really it. Appreciate and we it. can't say thank you more. So thank you for listening. We're Josh and Caitlin. Yes. And this has been the Movement Theories podcast. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>